0: He was my daughter who was at 13, 14 at the time uh, with two other brothers and they were all in the same lounge room, everyone's got their own computer screen and no one's aware what's going on with my daughter.
1: Technology is embedded in our daily lives. We use it to search, learn and to connect with others, but how is this increased accessibility and virtual connectedness impacting on people in the community who may be vulnerable? So far in Unspeakable, we've looked at cases where the victim is known to the offender, predominantly within a familial relationship. While this is the most common type of sexual offending and child abuse the Victoria Police investigates, significant numbers of sexual offenders commit crimes in online environments. Offenders who use digital platforms to groom, employ many of the same tactics to manipulate and offend against their victims. You're listening to unspeakable, a podcast brought to you by Victoria police. This topic can be confronting to talk about, and for some people difficult to listen to in managing your wellbeing. We suggest only listening to unspeakable with people you feel comfortable with and giving yourself permission to pause and start again later if you need to, as further assistance we will provide some support options at the end of the episode. It's estimated that there are more than 150 million online images and videos depicting child abuse. With increased internet access, low costs and emerging technology, the risk of abuse through online grooming and other tactics is an issue for authorities. Social networking and internet-enabled multiplayer gaming environments are also giving predators access to some of the community's most vulnerable people. Victoria Police has an active online presence and members dedicated to this work. The Joint Anti-Child Exploitation Team, or JACKET as it's known, plays a critical role in investigating online grooming, online child sexual abuse and offenders who are dealing in child pornography. JACKET investigators are trained to work in this vast and complex environment. They're experts in gathering information about offenders' online activities in order to locate and charge them.
2: So a lot of our work um, comes via referrals.
1: This is Detective Senior Constable Anna Dolan, who we'll call Anna, and she's worked in Jacket for seven years.
2: Um, However, some of it also just comes from a local Sockets. Uh, So we um, assist with the Sockets as well, with their jobs um, and their role in this line of um, investigation.
1: Working in an ever-changing environment means that Anna and other Jacket investigators need to be at the forefront of new technologies in order to best investigate online grooming and cases of child exploitation.
2: Whether it be um, apps that you know, the kids are using regularly or even just the, the tools that we use to, um, to uh, locate people who are grooming children online for example
1: online grooming can happen in a variety of ways the child or adolescent could already have some connection to the offender or it could be that an unknown person is actively seeking children on the internet
2: so um, in some cases the child may have actually have approached the person who's going to groom them um, particularly if it's in a in a gaming environment they've approached them for another reason and from there from there on the opportunity presents itself to the person who's grooming them
1: Anna says that gaming environments can be particularly dangerous. It's quite common
2: uh, when people are using or playing within these environments, they communicate uh, within that environment that might be text-based. Quite often um, we've heard that that can be quite slow when they're playing the game, and the game can be maybe a game of strategy where they need to communicate a bit quicker. So then um, for someone to ask for the child's phone number, it's not unusual to say, well, look, let's talk and we can strategise and play the game at the same time.
1: This takes the offender one step closer into the child's personal life. Bonding over common interests can also occur in these environments. The offender deliberately places themselves alongside their victim to build trust and create familiarity. They groom and prime the victim into trust and acceptance before sexualising the relationship.
0: Difficult to talk about hindsight um because again if you're being lied to there's not much you can do about it
1: this is frank it isn't his real name
0: here i was i was getting phone calls from my mother come down and try to get her to school and i was going in there trying to be the you know try the loving dad try the tough dad you know the good the bad i've got all that and just wasn't making sense why was this kid not going to school and why was she just staying in bed all day and you know, it's pretty tough times.
1: Frank's daughter became the victim of online grooming after she met an older male through an online gaming website.
0: Yeah, these kids are innocently going there playing these game sites and, you know, she's thinking he's a 15 year old boy on the other side and he's a 42 year old man.
1: In the second half of last year, more than 1500 contacts were made to the kids helpline from Australian children and young people who are concerned or feeling unsafe as a result of online or texting activity. Victoria Police is also seeing an increase in the number of children being coerced into taking sexually explicit videos or images of themselves. The sending of provocative or sexual images or videos, either by mobile or online, is known as sexting. Sexting has become relatively common in teenage relationships with 54% of young people surveyed by the Australian Research Centre in Sex, Health and Society in 2014, saying they had recently received a sexually explicit text message. 26% reported that they'd sent a sexually explicit photo of themselves. Victoria became the first Australian state to introduce sexting legislation in 2014. As part of changes to the law this year, young people under the age of 18 who engage in non-exploitative sexting can no longer be charged if the communication is with another young person and the age difference is no more than two years. These laws were put in place to prevent young people from being prosecuted with child sex offences, while still protecting children from being sexually exploited. It's important to note that in other Australian states and territories, the creation and dissemination of such content within this age group, may be against the law and can result in criminal charges. With increasing circulation of explicit and illegal content, online police surveillance and intelligence gathering is becoming more important.
3: Online grooming can happen on any website, any platform.
1: Leading Senior Constable Simon Fogarty is a tactical intelligence officer who's been with Victoria Police for the past 22 years. He works closely alongside jacket detectives like Anna.
3: The information will come to, to us from varying sources, whether it's from uh, a Crime Stoppers report, it might be reports over the watch house counter, it could be reports from international law enforcement agencies, whatever the case may be. So the information will come to, to myself, uh, I'll make an assessment of that and create uh, an intelligence report and then we'll uh, make an assessment of the information from there and refer that on to one of the investigators within the unit or an investigator from one of the regional sex offence investigation units.
1: Simon says the location of the offender and that of the victim is one of the challenges investigators face. The internet may be borderless, but police agencies are not. Part of Simon's role is to develop close working relationships with interstate and overseas counterparts.
3: We actively engage with them, uh, collaborate with them to work on investigations and develop the networks. So it makes the uh, transition of information seamless, uh, it's quicker. Uh, We can get information anywhere in the world within a day, uh, within even hours if we need to for an urgent case. From
1: online forums to social media and internet
3: gaming, Simon has seen online
1: grooming take place on a variety of platforms. Mobile technology is increasingly creating more opportunities for predators to offend, particularly against children who are accessing technology from a younger age, often with little supervision over who they're speaking to.
3: I suppose historically when you look back, you looked at the computer-based platforms such as Facebook, originally MySpace, YouTube, some of those things as as we're emerging. Uh, We're seeing a lot now happening on uh, more app-based platforms. So you you kick messengers, uh, various other platforms that people are using on tablets or or mobile devices. Uh, We also see it happening on gaming platforms, um, whether it's through online gaming or through gaming consoles. Simon's role is to
1: uncover a perpetrator's identity, location and the extent of their offending.
3: Um, you have your distinct predators who have an interest in children, that's what their main sexual focus is, and they want to offend against children. That's their, their main focus. You've also got more ones who are opportunistic and they work on more of a scattergut approach. So they'll go online and they don't particularly care whether they're speaking to a child or an adult or a male or a female. They just want to have some sort of sexual activity with another human being.
1: As we've discussed in previous episodes, sexual offenders actively seek out and prey on victims' vulnerabilities. The online environment is no different, except that they can have access to many more children at a time.
3: They will target the children, they'll pick up on children's vulnerabilities, they'll pick for children who either are being bullied at school or come from broken homes or have something in their life that they're missing, and they'll fulfil that requirement and that need in that child and they'll become that uh, connection, I guess, where they slowly then start to manipulate their, their life to make themselves the offender, the main focus of the child's life.
1: This is what happened to Frank's daughter.
3: The
0: poor kid didn't know where she fitted in, you know, and the only sort of light at the, end of the tunnel was seeing Dad on a fortnightly basis. You know, they gave the ordinary, probably a bit more attention because I was a part-time Dad, so she got a lot more out of me, or more quality time while, while she was with me.
1: As Frank described earlier, his daughter was avoiding and dreading going to school. She was being bullied. Frank was well aware of the impact the bullying was having on his daughter. It had caused her to move schools a number of times. He was not aware that something else may have been affecting her.
0: It was a little confusing because, like I said, there was plenty of love at the home. My mum loved her. I mean, I, I absolutely adored her. And you know, when she was with me, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really pick it up. You know, there were some differences. She changed from the happy-go-lucky kid to kids a bit more serious and concerning and hesitant in spots so i should probably should have picked up the signs earlier but you know i thought that might have been just you know um, her moods you know she's a teenager
1: he reflects on other signs that his daughter was being groomed
0: all of a sudden she's got a speaker where did she get that from for her ipod you know little gifts here and there and you know again she wasn't living with me so it was difficult for me to identify them but the little ones identified and she'd never answer where you got it from where she got it from
1: in the last episode of unspeakable we discussed how offenders groom their victims in two stages. At first, non-sexually, and then sexually. During the non-sexual stage, offenders will use ploys such as gifts or make the victim feel special. They do this to strengthen the relationship before they sexualise it.
2: There was also the ability there for, for him to provide various facets of the game, um, different, different facets of the game that were had to be paid for, so he was able
1: to do that for her. That's Anna again. She was the investigator on Frank's daughter's case. As Anna said earlier, Jacket investigators work closely with sexual offences and child abuse investigation team, or SOCKET, detectives. Jacket has the same investigation model as SOCKET in that the police member who takes the initial report supports the victim throughout the investigation and court process. Anna's investigation revealed the extent of the offending against Frank's daughter. At first, the offender had used their common interest of gaming to create trust. He eventually escalated the grooming by shifting the contact beyond the game.
2: So it became a little bit more familiar and regular contact. He didn't have to wait for her to be online and gaming. To have contact with her, he had another way of of contacting her. Obviously they became more familiar with one another and more comfortable with one another and their relationship progressed.
1: Through this familiarity, the offender was able to determine ways in which to further manipulate Frank's daughter into commencing an emotional and physical relationship with him. The offender used his financial advantages to make Frank's daughter feel indebted to him before the relationship escalated.
2: He was able to even provide things like takeaway meals to her, to her home buy those and have them delivered from, from interstate to her. So um, that was another, another way of endearing himself to her. Um, there were things that, probably that she perhaps wouldn't have been able to have otherwise, um, and he could see where her needs were and meet those needs that perhaps weren't being met within the home environment.
1: Frank's daughter eventually ended the relationship with the offender. She moved in with Frank, who got her interested in school again and participating in sports. This is eventually what led to her disclosing the abuse. She developed a bond with her teacher and felt comfortable enough to tell him what had taken place. Her teacher convinced her to report the matter to police.
0: I'll never forget the day I got the call from the police, your daughter's at the station, we'd like you to come down and chat to us. And I was totally in the dark, I didn't know what that was about. And So you can imagine how I felt when you know I'm sitting in a room such as this and. And with my daughter opposite me in tears, and then her mother as well arriving, and I'm going, oh my God, I was really confused why we were here, and and to hear all that, I was just sick to the stomach, and I'm still sick to the stomach to this day, you know, five years later.
1: Anna says when investigating cases that involve children, it's important to prepare them for each step in the process.
2: It's obviously quite foreign to children um, of that age because they would never have had any contact. With police quite often, and also with the court process as well, and you have to be quite honest and explain that there will be a court process at the end.
1: Investigators explain that the matter is now in the hands of police and reassure the child that police will protect them as best as possible.
2: If they have any fears for the future, that they don't have to worry about that anymore, that we can. Um, stop any future offending from occurring if that's a problem that they foresee or um, if they think that they're going to um, have uh, their activities exposed through court we can also assure them that that's not going to happen that therefore their, their friends um, perhaps other
1: extended family and, and and school aren't going to know what's occurred. Frank says that despite this it was still an incredibly difficult situation for him and his family to face.
0: It was pretty trying, I must admit, and pretty testing from day one. You know, even having him interviewed and brought down to Melbourne, and then you know, being charged, you know, the court case. Everybody was wonderful. They gave us um, a lady to walk us through everything, um, take us into the court case, and all that, and sit us down. But you know, it's hard to describe what we felt. It was, it was. Oh, torturous. I keep using the word horrific because there's no other word to use, really.
1: One thing that stands out to Frank from the court case was the effect his daughter's victim impact statement had on the offender.
0: And, uh, my daughter's sitting there, my, her mother's sitting there, her brothers were sitting there. And I, was, and I was behind and then I saw him and he's standing there. And one thing that did impact on me was him crying as well because after my daughter had her statement read out in court, and what it had done to her and the impact that it had on her. And I think he finally realised what he'd done. That made me feel feel like, well, there is some justice here, or at least some justice is happening right now.
1: The offender was found guilty and received a sentence of three years in prison, which he's currently serving. For parents or guardians who may be listening to this podcast, Anna shares some advice on how to keep your children safe online.
2: The best thing... for them to do is to be obviously aware of what their children are doing online and have that conversation with their children around what they're doing. Um, So if they do become aware of something, we hope that they become aware of it early on before anything does occur. But if it's obviously if if an offence has already occurred, then they need to um, make that approach to their local police station. Um, Our main objective obviously is to have it reported as early as possible um, because it may be a case of um, that offender is not only targeting their child, but also other children as well. Um, and also we want to preserve the evidence that we have. So if, uh, if their child is using various devices, we'd like to see have those vi- devices made available to us.
1: Anna discourages parents from deleting conversations or images, which is often their first instinct. While cutting off communication is important, investigators tell parents this content is crucial for the investigation.
2: As I said, it it will help their child and it also may help other children as well.
1: Frank stresses the important role that support services play in recovery from these traumatic experiences. Whether it's reaching out to family, friends or professionals, he says that all family members affected by the offending should let someone know if they're not coping.
0: Uh, But like I said, it's little steps. Every step counts. And I realise that my work's not important. My money's not important. It's what I'm doing with my children that's important, and that's where I am right now. And if, if this broad podcast can help anybody, it's it's the points to be vigilant with your kids, be loving, be there for them.
1: It's been a long journey for Frank, his daughter, and their family. He says he's finally seeing progress.
0: You know, I'm hearing words like you know. Dad, we had a great day, and I learned this, and I learned that, and I learned that, and you just don't know how satisfying it is to finally hear that from my from my daughter's mouth, you know.
1: Unspeakable is brought to you by Victoria Police. Important advice and further information on these topics is available from the eSafety Commissioner's website at esafety.gov.au. It includes dedicated resources for parents where they can learn about the digital environment. If you've been a victim of a sexual crime, including in an online environment, please call 000 or your local police station. For additional support, CASA's confidential 24-hour sexual assault crisis line can be reached on 1800 806 292. Thanks for listening.